Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome. Da, 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 da. I felt like doing a little like Mormon tune. I don't know why, but it came into my head. <laughs> welcome. It's Sarah. And this is Katie. And that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's, probably in, it's probably in your head because Sarah and I were informed this morning that we're very wrong and we got a, t- their, a testimony bared to us in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And uh, yeah, we've, we've, we're just feeling the spirit now because we hadn't really ever, we've never had anyone bear their testimony to us. <laughs> I know, never. <laughs> and, and the fact that they commented and left that comment on the post I was talking about how, you know, leaving the Mormon church, you're happier, but like people in the church never think that you're happy. They think you're miserable and blah, blah. And then this person leaves this like huge comment and I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> They're like, sounds like you just had a bad experience and you're trying to ruin it for everybody. Okay, honey, sure, whatever. But And it also then- just made me so livid because we were just talking about this in what the episode last week or the week before we're like getting now, like I'm getting the Mormon or LDS.org. Um, content on my like all on my feed, and I think I don't yeah. know if it's a new algorithm or whatever, but it's like constantly popping up now, and I'm just like whatever, I scroll past it, don't care. But now I'm like, oh, it drives me crazy because they say the same thing. Like, could you please not use this hashtag because we don't want to see this content and blah blah blah. And it's like <sighs> I have to see the Mormon content. All the fucking time. I don't mm-hmm. make my like make part of my day like a routine of like, oh, I got a comment on every LDS content I see that offends me. I don't want to see that bullshit. But I also don't feel the need to leave a long ass comment where I'm bearing my testimony about Satan's <laughs> church. Like, fuck off. I know just we just keep rolling. We just go on all of those accounts and we just start typing, I know that Satan is the true Lord, and I know that you are all going to burn. <laughs> like that's what she this person was commenting like with these I know statements, and it's like, oh, you sound like a Looney Tune. Um, okay. Oh, I'm me up with your comment. Katie copied that because I read it a few minutes before Katie sent me a screenshot. And my first thought was like, oh, I'm just going to comment, leave, please leave. Like, <laughs> see yourself out. <laughs> and then Katie's like, you don't know any of these things you believe, but you don't know. You know, even when I was a Mormon, that was something that kind of bothered me when everyone would say they knew. Because I'm like, you can't really know that. That's sort of different than faith, right? And I was so confused. You're taught to say you know. And they say, I know Joseph Smith was a prophet. Do you? How do you know that? You don't. You don't know that. You don't know that. You believe that, but you don't Mm -hmm. know it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how our morning has gone. <laughs> We're here to bitch about it, as usual. Your favorite evil Satan robot bitches are here. <laughs> we are here. We are ready to bitch. And I, it just cracks me up that you left that comment. Because seriously, I was like two seconds away from just commenting, please leave. Because I, like, I just can't. I just can't with him. I can't with him today. I love it when you get sassy with him. It's my favorite. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like if you listeners know our personalities enough, you can probably tell in the comments who is commenting back because of how we type and how we talk. And it's really funny to go through. And I look. know. It cracks me out because you can definitely tell. Katie's always like more like your comments are funnier because you're like picking fun at the fact that they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So you play on that. Whereas mine is usually like dripping with sarcasm and just like, Oh, I love your sarcasm is so good. And like on the days when you're just not having it, you're like, you, you can stab daggers and it's amazing. (laughs) Love it. Anyway. Yeah. If you don't follow us on Instagram, which I think most of you do go follow us. Not so Molly Mormon podcast. There's lots of entertaining comment sections to look through. I tell you so many good ones. (laughs) Um, I wanted to do a quick shout out for our newest patron named Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome. And thank you so much for your support and for joining us on Patreon. We are so happy to have you. We love all of our patrons so much. Um, if you guys want to join us over there, it's patreon.com slash not so Molly Mormon for extra content and support of us. And we're very grateful. An extra Satan worshiping. That's what we do over there. <laughs> we do like seances and <laughs> rituals, you know. Yeah, all the things because we're heathens. We're heathens and we got to keep it secret over on Patreon. It's not secret. It's sacred. It's, it's, it's sacred. It's Satan sacred. <laughs> God, I'm so, it makes me so cringy because I said that line so many times to so many people. Oh, I know. It's not a secret. It's just sacred. Like, we were just fed that line and we just regurgitated it because we didn't know what else to say. We're like, well, I don't know. Here's what I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) So cringy. Well... Speaking Once again, secrets. apologies to anyone who knew me as a Mormon and still remain friends with me. I don't know how you did it, and I appreciate I'm, it so much. God, same. Like, I think about it. When I was a Mormon and, like, my transition out of Mormonism, I just cringe at myself. So thank you to everyone who did <laughs> <Yeah>. with me. <laughs> um, I, I think I've seen T-shirts, and I'm pretty sure that they were made by Zelf on the Shelf, pretty sure. And they are T-shirts that say... I'm sorry for what I said when I was Mormon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, perfect. <laughs> so perfect. So um, perfect. All right. But we were speaking of secret. Um, today's topic, we're going to be talking about the Mormon secret vaults. Oh, the- my God. I'm so excited mm-hmm. when Katie suggested this because we've had a few listeners reach out and ask us to cover this topic and then when Katie was like oh yeah do you want to cover this one slash Katie will look into it and do all the extensive research and surprise me I am beyond excited I think this is such an interesting topic that I just can't wait because it is hard to research this like I'm impressed that you found stuff okay yeah well thank you but I wanted to yeah it's a disclaimer right off the top is that this stuff is very hard to find it's hard to find information about this because it's mostly things that the mormon church like they're not sharing with anyone obviously so it's really hard to find stuff there's multiple sources you can find on the internet but not a lot of them are like corroborated so take uh, take this with a little grain of salt but i do think there's 
some truth to what I have found because there's so many different accounts that are similar. So yeah, this was, it's a, it's a hard one to look into, but it's fascinating. Um, And yeah, we'll get into it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm in a a few little zombie mood. Sorry. <laughs> okay, there's a few different Promise areas I'm not I wanted. drunk or high. Everyone's probably like, this bitch is on something right now. I'm really it's not. It's Friday. It's Friday. We're getting crazy. Um, <laughs> okay, so the first area I want to cover is the actual, like, vault that the Mormon Church has that's called the Granite Mountain Records Vault. This is known simply as the vault or like the secret vault. <laughs> it's um, it's a large archive and vault owned by uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And <laughs> it's actually, it's in a literal mountain. So it's excavated what? 600 feet into the north side of Little Cottonwood Canyon. It's <gasps> not just like a building or a vault inside some cement bunker it's like actually excavated into the rock of the mountain uh yeah my jaw is on the floor right now like that is some weird weird shit some cult shit because I honestly didn't even think it was a physical vault that we were talking about I thought it was like a digital one of just all their files well they have that too but this is a one of their physical ones that that's mental yeah, inside a literal mountain. So Granite Mountain is a mass of solid rock. You can find it one mile up Little Cottonwood Canyon in the Wasatch Range of Utah, which is not too far from Salt Lake City. If you guys are from Utah, you probably know Little Cottonwood Canyon. Um, sounds so familiar. So you said it's outside of Salt Lake? Yeah, it's just, it's really close to Salt Lake. It's like one of the closest canyons. Oh. You can go up it to go to different ski resorts and stuff. Um, oh. Okay, so despite its name, Granite Mountain is primarily composed of quartz, which is similar to granite in appearance. But this, interestingly enough, is the same material used to construct the Salt Lake Temple and the facade of the LDS Conference Center. It's kind of oh. a fun fact. Oh, okay. The Granite Mountain facilities feature a dry, environment-controlled facility used for long-term record storage, as well as administrative offices, shipping and receiving docks, a processing facility, and a restoration laboratory for microfilm. So apparently they just keep tons and tons and tons and tons of physical records here and a bunch of other things that we're not quite sure what they are. Oh my god, do you think the golden (laughs) plates are there? (laughs) <laughs> I was I was wondering when you'd bring that up because that comes up later. That's like in like Mormon lore. It's like, oh, ooh, do you think they actually have the physical plates? What about the sword of Laban? <laughs> okay, it makes so me think of that documentary. Um, I've already forgotten the guy's name. The one who like fools the church with the fake uh documents oh yeah mark hoffman yeah yeah so that's clearly this vault is would be the place where they have these like oh documents exactly exactly yeah that's what i'm that's where my mind goes like beyond keeping track of like all the members and keeping data on all of us they probably have no they for sure have those forged documents or documents that 
make the church look bad. I'm, oh. I'm positive. That's part of it. Um, all right. So apparently this vault that's up the canyon, it can take a 10 ton nuclear blast, apparently. So oh. that's why they put it in there. I mean, again, take some of this with a grain of salt, but this is the best information I could find. So um, like the second coming arrives, their vault will be sacred and like it will be safe. And apparently, yeah, like I can see it being a place where maybe the general authorities and their families go because it says it has food and water for 50 people to survive for 10 years. Of course they do. It's the (laughs) ultimate 72-hour kit. It's the ultimate 10-year kit. I was telling my boyfriend about this and about like how Mormons have the food storage and they're preparing for the second coming and he's like, but wait, like, if they did everything right, like, won't Jesus just save them when he comes back? And I'm like, you know, it's complicated. <laughs> That's a really good point. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like both of our partners, like, I love when when Greg was just like, so is Jesus only going to be here for 72 hours? I died. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Especially because he said it so earnestly. He wasn't even trying to be snarky. He was just like, oh, so you believe he'll only be here 72 hours? (laughs) And then he's bouncing. He's like, bye. He said it in front of the Mormon friends we had over, and I just lost it. Usually I wouldn't say anything, but I couldn't stop giggling. Like, So good. Props to Greg. (laughs) So Scott and Greg, they're on it. They're asking the questions that are valid. Yeah, they're just like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So so this is like such high security. They it's guarded by many guards that actually have like like AR-15s. No way. They have guards outside of it. Uh Uh-huh. And I guess possibly in it. like, so you can't, no one can really get in unless you work there. Or I think if you're really high up in the church, like normal, regular, everyday, even temple recommend holding Mormons can't get into it. So Whoa. it's super high security. Um, okay. It says here that records in store, records that are stored include genealogical and family history information, of course. Okay. <laughs> Contained in over 2.4 million rolls of microfilm and 1 million microfiche. This equals about 3 billion pages of family history records. That's insane. They're like keeping track of the whole world. (laughs) It's really creepy. It's like beyond data. Like now it's like digital data. And there they have like actual physical. They have actual physical paper copies. Yeah. Yeah. um, the vault's library of microfilm increases by up to 40,000 rolls per year. Since 1999, the church has been digitizing the genealogical microfilms stored in the vault. So, like you said, they'll also have a digital version and, like, a paper version, which it just creeps me out that I, you know that our records are in there, even though we... I was we, just going to say that. And I'm sure even, like, our resignation letters, too. It's like... They keep track of everything and try to keep track of our addresses and everything like that. Do you think they've like crossed our names out and put evil Satan robot bitches on their now? ESRB. <laughs> 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 All right. So 
I next went to Reddit. Now, I know Reddit's not like a credible source, but you guys, I'm telling you, it's hard to find information about this. So I went through and I picked some comments from people on Reddit and I'm going to read them again, like grain of salt, but I thought they were interesting. Oh, I'm so excited. This person said, the vault definitely does exist. I served in South Salt in Salt Lake South Mission where we covered this area and I knew a member of the church who worked there and we asked if we could visit on a P day as a zone activity and it was denied. (gasps) Yeah. They don't want anyone in the vaults for sure. So not even missionaries. When I was a member, I used to have a conspiracy theory that the plates had to be there. (laughs) (laughs) But now I realize it's probably just a bunch of documents and any type of large physical assets owned by the church, like gold or silver. You know, the stuff that's not tied into stocks. It's very hush-hush and no one really talks about it. So it makes you think, dot, dot, dot. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, they have their gold and silver and, like, anything that's worth money that's so that they don't have to, like, claim it, even yep. though they don't have to claim taxes anyways. But yeah. still, it can be like, Jesus. oh, we, that's all we have. And, you know, here are our files if they ever were to release them, which we know that they wouldn't. But, yeah, you know. right. But also it makes me think of that episode we did on. Uh, Mormons and media and that like Danish movie that they no longer can find but apparently the church has like the only copy and it's stored in their vault Uh this actually leads perfectly into the next comment which says my best guess would be that it has historical original documents or documents or media that would make them look really bad mainly amongst Mm -hmm. their membership plus having way too much information on their members and ex-members. Other than that, I guess it's not anything too special, but it certainly sounds important enough for them to go to extreme these extreme lengths to protect it. So, yeah, I think you're totally right. There has to be stuff like that film and just lots of other damning evidence against them. That is so creepy. And also it kind of makes me think of like another comparison with Scientology as well. You know how they like record your, basically your confessions and like keep it on file. And, like, <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Ew, do you That's think they creepy. have like, you know how you have bishops interviews and the bishop takes notes about you and stuff and then writes your temple recommends. Yes. Do you think they have as much as that in there? I'm it's sure they have also, Sorry, by the way, the cat is licking itself and I'm not. So if people in the background, <laughs> if you hear a licking noise, I promise you it's not me. It's the cat who won't stop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably like, what the fuck is Sarah doing in the background? I'm <laughs> what just, is like, she doing? Licking blurp, blurp, my hand. Blurp. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, I wonder if they do because they keep. And, you know, even before I left the church that like everything was becoming digital, like you mm-hmm. could pay tithing online, you could transfer to like bank on like doing your tithing instead of cash, like doing transfers, you could see mm-hmm. your account info if you like logged into your account. So I wonder if on their side, it's like the bishops can make notes on every member they have an interview with and afterwards just type up like, this person didn't pay their tithing or they're not worthy because of this, this, and this. Like, I'm sure they do keep records somewhere like that. Yeah. Oh, it creeps me out so bad. 
Um, this person said, one of my friends is a former cop who does security detail for the church. And yes, they are fully armed at the vault. <gasps> like, why do you need to be armed? But also, like, I guess it is America. So if someone were to break in, they could kill them. But like, that seems just really sketchy and like mafia shit to me you know it does like, it does it's like what's in there that's worth shooting for Ooh. um what corrupt else? stuff happens in there oh i get the shivers when i think about it when oh, it just gets creepier um Someone said, I bet there's a lot of journals with damning info. They encouraged members to hand over their ancestors' journals and refused to give oh. them back. And then another person commented right under and said, yes, this happened to our family. My grandma, my great-grandma gave some family journals to the church, journals from her controversial polygamist husband. She later tried to access the journals, and the church wouldn't let her see them. She was a she was a TBM through and through, but she instructed her family to never donate any more family documents to the church. That is mental and so Ugh. shady. <gasps> right? Like, they just want to bury the evidence of, like, their awful polygamist pedophile past. And I mean, it, again, I know I've already brought it up, but it definitely makes me think about that guy. You said Mark Hoffman? Uh-huh. Right? Like yeah, how for quick sure. the church was just like, yep, we'll pay you. Like, let's just get it off your hands. Like, didn't they pay like 40 grand for that document insane. that he forged? Yeah. And then, did. yeah, I'm sure it just went into the vault. And he was like, sweet, I just fooled you and I got 40K. Like, that. And the fact <laughs> that they just did it so quickly, like, they were like, yeah, 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 we'll take it off your hands. Like, right. Yep. Like, yep. here's the money. Hush, hush. Like, let's get it. For sure. So, um, so that's the the big like secret vault that's in the mountain, but there are other ones. And the other main one that people know about that I could find online anyway is called the First Presidency's Vault. And apparently only the people, the, the old dudes in the First Presidency have access to this. Like, I don't know. I could be wrong. There could be other people high up in the Mormon church that can get into it, but I don't, who the fuck knows? <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what's in so, there. I know I had in my notes like what's in there like some people were speculating that like the seer stones like the little rocks that Joseph Smith claimed like those <laughs> are actual rocks and I think they still have them but they keep them in the vault because <laughs> it's like they're grasping for straws to have some type of history on this church because there's just there isn't anything real. No, there's nothing real. It's all made up. <laughs> so they're like, let's get these stones that Joseph Smith probably just picked up on his way to the woods where he had his first vision. Was like, these will do. These are serious. Yeah, stones. these these look pretty good. I'm gonna use these. I <laughs> say that they were magic rocks that told me to start a new church and take your child as a wife. Cool. Oh God. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so. I found on a website called exploringmormonism.com, they claim that they have, and it was on a couple other websites, there's like a list of known things that are in the first presidency vault, and I don't know how they know this, but I'm going to share it with you anyways, because it's interesting. Um, there was a whole long list, but I just picked a few of the things that I thought were the most interesting. Um, there's a document called The Only Way to Be Saved by Lorenzo Snow, who was a Mormon prophet. Oh. 
And apparently it's a transcript of a debate with Reverend J. Richards. It's a dialogue on polygamy as the only way to be saved. (gasps) So again, like what they, they taught from the beginning that the only way to get to heaven is to practice polygamy. But of course the church doesn't want people reading that now. Because then they have to be like, but wait. But wait a second. You guys said it was just because there are a lot of widows who needed to be taken care of, and that's the only reason (laughs) that ever existed. (laughs) They're just so thoughtful of those widows, Sarah. (laughs) They're so Um, thoughtful. They're like, you know, you just have to have sex with me, and that's it against your will. But that's all. Like, oh oh my God, it makes (sighs) me want to gag. Yeah, it's so horrible. Um, another document in there is an oration delivered by Mr. Sidney Rigdon. If you remember, Sidney Rigdon was one of like Joseph Smith's top dudes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a published document of a speech by Sidney Rigdon saying that he would quote exterminate the ex Mormons. <gasps> oh, okay. Apparently, this speech was given just before Governor Boggs' extermination order was created. So I don't know if you remember, but the the governor, you know, he gave back in J-Dog's time, he gave that extermination order. And it was this whole thing because the Mormons were basically overstepping. But apparently, Sidney Raiden said he would kill the ex-Mormons before any of that ever happened. And, of course, they don't want us reading about it. Wow, and I wonder how true that is today. It's not like obviously physically they want to kill ex-Mormons, but the mentality of just wiping out ex-Mormon from media or from influencing Oh, totally. Well, we hear it all the time. Like we get told basically every day to shut up and stop Mm -hmm. talking about it. (laughs) Yep. Okay, then here is a document called General Joseph Smith's views of the powers and policy of the government of the United States. And I guess in this document, he compares polygamy and monogamy and explains that monogamy causes crime. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) He's like how Gordon B. Hinckley said that mothers going to work cause crime. Like, just about to say that. Yep. Um. And then there's another document. So this one's really funny. It's a document from the Hawaiian temple dedication. It's like the transcript of that. And this is where Joseph F. Smith gave a speech that said, man will never reach the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Got that one wrong. Although this makes me think, you know how there are so many conspiracy theorists, Mormons, they're probably like, well, the moon landing was fake. It was just like a stage prop in Hollywood, and it was fake. It didn't actually happen, and our prophet told us it will never happen. Yeah, and the earth is flat, and vaccines don't work. So (laughs) how many listeners did we just lose? Please don't We lost a lot. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, Um, so now a little commentary from the author of ExploringMormonism.com. They said, After compiling all of this information, a definite trend emerged. The most faith-promoting stuff was made available the easiest. So what they did was they learned what was in the vault, and then they tried to find online, like, information about it. 
And they said that the most faith-promoting things, there was stuff available about it online, but the less faith-promoting, the harder it is to get a hold of. Many of the ex-Mormon sites contained exact transcripts of items in the vault, clearly indicating that the church knows these things are damaging and hiding what they can. It tries to discount the ex-Mormon and anti-Mormons as full of lies when it knows with a certainty that the sites actually told the truth. So basically what we already know is that yep. they try to make us, anyone who is not in the church is not credible. Um, it's, just yeah. so, it's just, it blows my mind that I used to think that way, you know, that like, well, they just aren't telling the truth. It's all lies. I know it's true because I have research and resources that are only from LDS.org. But yeah. in my mind, it was like, but there you go. That's that's the facts. Like because of how they present it, they make you feel yeah. like, well, the evidence is there. It's on our website. It's in our scriptures, so it must be true. And you're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure thing. We just totally accepted it. We were so naive. Uh, um, okay, so this is this is really interesting. Um, I didn't know about this until quite recently. I don't know if you've heard about it, but. There is strong evidence that Joseph Fielding Smith, so he was one of the prophets. He wasn't the original J-Dog, everyone. He was one later on. (laughs) But Joseph Fielding Smith, uh, there's evidence that he tried to whitewash Joseph Smith's 1832 handwritten account of the first vision by tearing it out of the book in which it was written and hiding it in his office vault in the 1930s. What? So... You know how J-Dog's accounts of the first vision are all different. And the Mm -hmm. 1832 one is the most different because he says only one person came to him instead of two. Mm -hmm. And so there's evidence that Joseph Fielding Smith saw this and was like, well, this doesn't look good. So he ripped it out of the book, put it in his vault in his little office. And then um, rumors about this, about the strange account of the first vision began circulating. And someone like 30 years later found these in the vault, someone that was in the church, and they like taped them back into the book in the 1960s. Like they, they were put back in and they were not in there for like no one knew about that first account for at least 30 years. Wow. Or no, more than that. Yeah. But isn't that crazy? That's wild. So, I mean, I get it. He's probably thinking, like, when he found it, like, shit, I'm, I'm in way too deep. Like, I have <laughs> invested yeah. everything into this I'm church, the prophet so of this, yeah. <laughs> I just got to tear this out and just keep going, keep reaping the benefits of taking all this money from all these people who are tithing and being corrupt. So I got to make sure this scandal doesn't get out. So let me just, like, take care of this myself. Yeah, and then someone in the church is like, "Oh no, there's a page missing. Let's go put it back in the book." Here we go. Oh, oh, don't you know? Oh, (laughs) yeah, gotta put it back. Put it right back. Because digital scans from the 2010s verify this because they show evidence that the excised pages had been reinserted. Like you can tell that it was taken out and put it back in. And (laughs) I just that is crazy. It's like they just wanted to protect J-Dog at all costs. Like, oh, look. Yeah, it makes so much sense. He never had multiple stories about the first vision. I think for me, that is the biggest or one of 
the biggest reasons why I left. When I read that in the CES letter and then found it on the church website, I just, I how do you go, like, how, how can you believe the church when you find out later that Joseph Smith had multiple versions of the, the first vision? Yeah, you would, I know, right? Because that would have to be the single most amazing, like mind blowing experience. Like you would remember every single detail. If, mm-hmm. if two like deities appeared before you, you wouldn't get that wrong. Like you would tell that story no. the same every single time. And, he and if told you did it get it wrong, ways. God, apparently, if he did come to you, would quickly correct that because he had like the angel come to him. How many times the angel would have been like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> the, the second version you create is the correct one. So get rid of the other ones. Like, that's what happened. You know what I mean? I know. Like, it There's just, so many ways that it could have been corrected if this really yeah. was divinely inspired. But no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Same. It's it's just like you look at that and you're like, well, how can I believe this? How can yeah. I how can I just take his word for it when he's just tossing out a whole bunch of different stories and seeing which one sticks, really? <laughs> um okay, so this this is slightly different, but it's still in the same vein. And this is something I didn't make notes about this, but this is like kind of a a personal um story which not of mine but it's from um my boyfriend Scott so this is very interesting he it was he just graduated high school and he hadn't started college yet and he was working with a crew doing um like cement cutting for construction uh-huh and they got hired to work on the daybreak uh um temple so daybreak yeah I was gonna ask where daybreak is it's in Utah I mean it's like this little community that's like it's kind of near like South Jordan if you know where that is in Utah yeah okay so they got hired to do a job at this like hotel or not hotel why do I keep wanting to say hotel temple (laughs) imagine if they were hotel creepy <laughs> okay so they they worked with cement so they were just working on the foundation there was like nothing else it was just basically a big hole with the cement and their only thing they were hired for was to put in this giant door the cement door in the basement what? of the temple okay so I'm gonna lay out the picture for you so there's the huge um they've dug the gigantic hole for the temple foundation and he had to go down a 100 foot ladder into oh. the ground like a hundred feet deep okay like that that's is, crazy if you just already find... creeping me out I don't know why but I'm getting so, so creepy scared. when he when he was telling me this I got full-blown goosebumps it gets so much creepier um and so like to give you I guess an idea of that just imagine a regular like one-story house that would be like at least three of them stacked that high and it's that deep into the ground and you have to go down a ladder and they had to get special equipment to get there you know to have like these pulleys and ropes to get their equipment down there they had to buy a special saw because the cement was so thick he said it was the thickest cement walls that he'd ever seen they were way thicker than any other building and they get down there and there's a 
you know, it's like a vast, vast basement. But the only area they were allowed to work on was this one area that had, it was like a cement room. So all of the walls were built in this room. Um, and they were supposed to be assembling the cement door for it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't allowed to go inside the room, but he was able to see inside. And there were three rectangular he said that they kind of looked like coffin shaped, but they were rectangles and they oh, were about, they were the same thickness, at least 55 inches thickness all around of the cement. And they were five feet high and there was no like lid on them. And he was like, I don't know if they went deeper than the floor or if they just went down to the floor, but they were, there were three of those in the middle of the room, all separate. And they had to assemble the, super super thick cement door for whatever this room was and they weren't allowed to go look anywhere else in the basement there were people there were like church hired officials in like white shirts and ties that were at the top of the ladder at the bottom of the ladder and then like circling around the basement like monitoring people so that you just stayed in your little area you were supposed to work on and you couldn't look at anything else that is so creepy. Like, I'm legit freaked out right now. Like, that is so creepy. Yeah. And so, oh, and another thing that's it's not that important, but interesting is that they were adamant that the crew was not allowed. Like, if you had tattoos, you couldn't show them. And he worked with people who had tattoos on their forearms. So they had to wear long sleeve shirts while they were working with this cement because <gasps> you couldn't show your tattoos. <laughs> and stupid. another very creepy thing is that they were only there working on that door for two days. And then normally, you know, they would work through like a whole project. Like they would stay there because, you know, that's more, I don't know, it's more efficient to work with the yeah. same crew. But the church would hire different crews to do different parts of the build because they didn't want it, they didn't want people knowing too much about the layout and how it was constructed. So they, they were only there for two days and then they couldn't come back. That, that is some shady shit. Like, it really does remind me of, like, corrupt organizations that that's how they work, you know? It's, like, almost as if, what, do they all have burner phones as well? And like, Right? Right? It's like, okay, so here's what I wanted to know and what I want to ask you. What the hell do you think they were putting not only in that room with those extremely thick cement walls, but in those little, well, they weren't little. They were, like, eight feet by four feet and five feet high huge cement like basically rectangles what the hell would you put in there are they putting more like gold and silver why are they putting it in a temple and is this in all of the temples and who the hell goes down into the basement of the temple to like store things in this vault listen I was gonna ask you the same question like what you thought and I (laughs) like my first thought was it's so morbid I was like oh my god is it like coffins or um where they're gonna bury like the first presidency or some I don't know that's where I went because it's like they're three but then if they're only five foot that's a bit short isn't it well well, they're five feet tall like they're five feet off the ground they're probably about eight feet long and four feet wide so they would hold a person yeah I know and it's like that's weird and morbid to think about but also there's just weird stuff that happens in the temple and I just it kind of blew my mind that there even was a temple basement like yeah that that freaked me out and so then he was telling me this and he was telling me more about it yesterday and I was like this makes me want to break into a temple and he goes it was like the cutest thing he goes 
I don't believe in ghosts, but if you're going to encounter some spooky shit, it would be there. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, no, just thinking about it, really, like, it even made my stomach do, like, the little flip-flip, like, going into a temple, an abandoned temple, even if it was in the middle of the day, I think I'd be very scared, I'd let alone the basement. Not, not so much, like, creeped out as in, I would think there's, like, ghosts or spirits, but I would just think there's some really corrupt stuff that's happening and they would have. Yeah. I just, I would, I would be scared that if they like found me, you know, the church is so powerful that they could easily cover that shit up somehow. Oh, easily, easily. Yeah. And just imagine like, this is another spooky aspect, like how deep that was a hundred feet down. Imagine how many stairs you'd have to go down to get to the basement or do they take an elevator? I was just wondering that. I'm assuming they have to have an elevator because those prophets are like 10,000 years old. (laughs) And who the hell goes down there? I want answers. I, why do you need something like that in your, in your temple? It makes no sense. Like, is that another like bunker situation where people go (laughs) for the apocalypse? Like, are they just putting money there? Are they keeping weird, creepy shit there? I don't know. I bet it's a bit of both. I bet that if they ever were questioned or if this somehow came out, then they would say, oh, it's just like our bunker for the end times, blah, blah, blah. We have our food supply down there. But in reality, it's like they have a bit of that for their cover story. But it's probably where they do keep their assets, like any type of financial assets that aren't you know, like in stocks or whatever, but where they can store gold and silver, anything else that isn't. Yeah. 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 They probably just have it like distributed through all different kinds of vaults. And I guess maybe in every temple, if those temples all have that. Oh, I guarantee. I mean, when you think about it, they have temples all around the world. It's not because God's saying to create temples all around the world. It's because they can and not be taxed and like having real estate and they have prime real estate spots in the world where that shit is worth millions now because of where they have locations. I mean, just in like Europe alone in the UK, it's like the, the places that they have is just insanely expensive now to have a location there, like a temple there. It makes me sick to think about how much money they have. It's just awful. Um, And another thing, like, this isn't really related, but it just got me thinking about the temples and how massive they are. And I feel like only a few rooms are actually used. You know what I mean? There's, like, the the certain rooms that you use for your initiatories. And then when you do the temple work and there's the font and then there's the changing rooms. But, like, they're so massive. They're so tall. There's so many floors. There's so many windows, even. It's like, what are all those rooms for? Oh, my God, that's really true. I didn't even think about that. Even as an active Mormon, you only go into, what, maybe, like, five or six of the rooms? I'm, like, now I'm, like, counting in my head. I'm, like, you have the baptism weird waiting room where you watch people get dunked. And then you have... (laughs) The, like, two or three confirmation rooms that they have set up. And then you have, like, the locker rooms where you change. And then for the temp, like, for the endowment part, you have the locker rooms on that side. Plus, you have the theater, which you, like, go in and they play the movie and you do the weird. (laughs) 
<laughs> you get to see glory Satan, hole. Satan in his cape in the glory <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. And then you go into the celestial room and there's another room for initiatory. So that's three right there. I can't think of. And then there's a ceiling room for people getting married. Yep, exactly. And yep. I'm sure there's bathrooms. But, like, I mean, even if you're rounding up, that's, like, 15 rooms. Like, it's like, ma- like the temples are massive. The temples are gigantic. Like, I, I don't get it, but whatever. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, what what's happening in there? Why do they have to be so big? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now just to round it out on kind of a lighter note, because I found this and it made me chuckle and I wanted to share it with you. This is from the Salt Lake Tribune. We love the Tribune. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the title is, there's a Utah version of the Area 51 raid. It's called Storm the Church Vault. <laughs> <laughs> okay. refreshment assignments have already been handed out someone has promised to bring funeral potatoes and another says they're making green jello but (laughs) instead of going to a church gathering the group is planning to meet at the mouth of little cottonwood canyon and using strength in numbers break into the lds church's secret vault to reveal any artifacts held inside Oh, my God. When was this article written? Um, I think it was maybe 2015 or so. Oh, shit. So it's quite recent. Um, Yeah, but this is... So it is a hoax event. This was just kind of done to be funny online. Like, I don't think anybody was taking this seriously. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it says the hoax event called Storm the Church Vault, They Can't Stop All of Us, is a play (laughs) on the pretend raid of Area 51. Except it's a uniquely Utah version, and the participants will, of course, be well fed <laughs> uh, <laughs> and blessed. The food will be blessed for the nourishment blessed. of their bodies, nourish and strengthen their bodies to uh, storm the vault. Um, yes, we totally have our own Area 51," said Chris Weinberger, who has planned the state's mock event. By Friday afternoon. More than 300 people had signed up and 900 were interested. One woman asked on the Facebook page, is this real? To which someone immediately responded, um, did Noah build an ark? <laughs> did Jonah get swallowed by a well? Like, duh. Duh, lady. <laughs> The Utah-based Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints does actually have a vault in the canyon. It was built in 1965, mostly to hold family history records. According to family search stored inside the Granite Mountain Records vault are 3.5 billion images on microfilm. What else it holds, the group says they're eager to find out. (laughs) Quote, is the Sword of Laban in there? And if it is, can I see it? Asked Mace (laughs) Sorensen. (laughs) <laughs> who helps with the Norman memes page that created the event and shares jokes about the faith with a large following. I want to know what that sword looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Laban's sword. Okay, and then this, I like screamed. One person on the Facebook page asked, who's ready to clap them golden plates? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then lastly, The group is also interested in Joseph Smith's seer stone, though the church released photos of that in 2015 to much controversy, or 
as the event page puts it, let's see them stones. <laughs> let's see them stones. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to see the stones. Let's see what these magical things can hold. <laughs> Me too. Also, I didn't know the church released the photo of them. Yeah, you can like Google it. It looks like a like a brown, shiny little rock, like that you could get at any Sedona gift shop. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I guarantee you, I have prettier rocks than <laughs> Joseph Smith, and that is also a euphemism. Take that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's the end. That's everything. I could find you guys. I searched and searched. I even put this off like we were supposed to record this earlier. And I was like, Sarah, we need to push it a day because I can't find anything on this. So I'd like to know if you guys know more about it. Um, but yeah, Sarah, what do you think? What do you, do you think we covered everything that's in there? Because I just I think it's mainly probably just records and then like damning things like things that don't look good to the church. I I I think so. I bet there's some weird and money shit, yeah, in yeah. there that we would be like shocked and definitely like creeped out about. But I think you definitely covered the big parts. And thank you, Katie. I think you need to pat <laughs> yourself on the back for doing all this research and the deep digging because I know it's not easy. I just did like a very like, I mean, this is a while ago when we first talked about it. I was like, oh, I'm curious. Let me research. And I was like, fuck, this is hard. Like, nothing is coming up. So there's like nothing on this. It's great. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And of course, like, all of that, you know, it's like coming mainly from one source or one other source. But I, I believe a lot of what those people say because, like, why would they lie? And also, we know the church covers up things. It, there's proof that they've done that. So. Well, yeah, yeah, and just like the whistleblower with their financial reports, yes. it was, yes. you know, it, it's coming from somewhere. It's like people who were deep in the church and then who I've realized now, like, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. If they're saying stuff, then you're like, ooh, yeah, that's probably. Yeah, it tracks. Cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and Scott's story is so creepy. Isn't I'm really that thinking the about creepiest? That. I I actually almost like I almost like tried to get out a recording device to record him, but we were already like ten minutes into him talking about it. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna try to remember everything you're saying because this is fascinating, and I want to know if any of you know more about that too, like the temple basements. Do any of you know people who have done construction on temples? I want to know if their stories are similar because that is weird that is some bizarre stuff (laughs) that is really weird and another thing I thought of too is like I'm actually a bit I don't know if I'm surprised because I could see it both ways but I'm a bit surprised they didn't require the construction workers to be Mormon I am too I am too and I wonder if that was something to do with like how much they wanted to pay or who was available or you know how they were switching out crews so often so that they didn't see everything maybe they were forced to hire outside of Mormon companies I don't know or maybe it's because they didn't want like Mormon members to go down there and be like what the oh true and then like talk about it with other Mormons right yeah yeah Scott like probably he was like oh I, I thought it was really creepy and weird but it really only came up because he knew that I would be interested in it. And I told him that I was going to be researching the secret vault. And then we were starting to talk about that. And I was like, holy shit, this is so creepy. 
It's so spooky. And like, I'm just so curious to know if every temple has these like little secret vaults in there underneath in the basement or if it was just that temple or. I know. I wish there was a way to know. It's like, I want someone to go undercover in the, in the temple and find out these things. Oh my God. That would be so cool. I would love to do some shit like that. But I know I would too. I'd be so scared though. Like I'd probably be, be caught right away. Cause I'd be like sweating and my heart would be pounding. I'd be like, hi, I'm definitely Mormon. I'm really touched by the Holy ghost right now. And I just really feel the spirit. So that's why I'm so nervous and scared. They're like, you are a ball of anxiety are you sure you're not an undercover ex <laughs> yeah I wouldn't be good at it but I want someone to do it <laughs> yeah me too someone do it for us and let us know how it goes we need to know <laughs> well thank oh you everybody for listening um yeah thank we love you, you all for preparing and all that research like I am this topic is so fascinating to me and it's like spooky I feel like this is like a true crime or like one of those weird documentaries that you watch on Netflix and you're just like, Oh my God, it's so weird to know what's in there. Yeah. You like need a conclusion. It's, I think that's part of why I'm, I'm so irked by this and why I didn't feel fully prepared is because there really is no conclusion. There's no like ending. It's like, we don't really actually know because they have it so tightly under wraps. There could be a multitude of things. So I know. Look, it was, oh, the documentary. Maybe there'll be a second part if we get any more information. That would be amazing if, like, there was a whistleblower who I know. came from, like, the vault and who just, like, literally does a documentary and just exposes everything that's in I, there. That would be massive. I love it so much. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a great week. And have a good week and don't be spooked out like I am right now. I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> well, I'll be okay. Just remember, Satan loves you. I bear yes. my testimony in the name of Emma Smith. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.